0: What's up guys, this is Ricky V and today we have another interview with Mr. Dylan Gemelli. Uh, This time we go a little bit more into his life and then we do some more of uh, the Psycho Protocol stuff that you guys all like. So uh, here's the second interview with Dylan Jamelli, and this is part one. This is another long uh, two-part interview you guys are going to want to listen to. So without further ado... <laughs> So you, so what's the procedure you go and grab ice, What do you, you ice it down or what do you put cold and hot packs on it? How do you deal with this, with this ankle?
1: Well, right now I've got the, the cold pack on it and after I have treatments, then I I'll go cold then hot. Right. But it's funny cause like I, I was saying, I go to my chiropractor for this, but he hooks me up to, um, well, he gives me like the infrared rub on it first, and then the E stem machine and all of that, like you get at the sports medicine clinic. So, he's cool as shit, uh, and and he does extra things for me and different treatments if I need it, aside from just adjusting my back. So, it's nice. It's real nice.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So, so you do. You, so, do you switch off hot and cold, or do you, you figure it out cold is the best way to go with it for you?
1: You, you know what? On on these injuries, because every injury is different. But on on these, I, I find the cold is a lot better for me than the heat doesn't really do a lot on this particular injury. Now, some injuries I've had the heat, definitely, but not this. This is like it's like I was saying, my 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 tendons and my ligaments, they turn into like fucking guitar strings and they they like I'm swollen now because there's. Uh, like a knot in my muscle and like the tendons and stuff and they have this, to this is this
0: wear out. and tear or or was there a, a time and a place when when you got hurt and this has been bothering you
1: since I uh, you know I think it's just wear and tear man I, I now my other ankle this is my left one bothering me my right one I tore every last ligament in it. I mean they told me it would have been far better off breaking it. But um I you know I told you I played college basketball I, I, I did a, I was going for a loose ball and I don't know, I don't know what happened, but I took a bad step and my ankle went to the fucking floor. I mean, it was bad, man. It Uh, was real bad. Yeah. Um, I even, I had to go to the, the um, orthopedic the next day. And my, at that time, like I was, I don't know, 21, my parents were, they couldn't take me that day. I fucking crawled through the skywalk system because there's a nice skywalk system downtown to get around the buildings. I had to crawl and hop. I couldn't do. I could put no weight on it. It was bad. Well, here I'll tell you a story real quick.
0: So wait, let me, My, let, me let me ask you about this ankle real quick. I don't mean to drift you off, but no, go ahead. Nervous. So what was the procedure? You went there. Um, they they iced it down, and then you had to do therapy afterwards for a while, or did they put everything back into place? How do they handle it? Because I had a similar injury.
1: Oh, this injury that I was saying when I tore the ligaments. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Man, that was, that was like, here's a couple bottles of Percocet. And they basically told me to just completely stay off. I mean, I had to stay off for a long time, bro. My, my whole leg all the way halfway up was purple. And I had to wear a boot, you know, one of those stabilizer boots. And I had crutches for a couple of weeks first then transferred into that boot. And I set myself back when I told you I was going to tell you a story. I set myself back. On that injury, because my twenty-first birthday was a week away, and my parents booked a trip to Las Vegas. And you know Vegas well enough—you walk course, everywhere on course. the Strip, right? Yep, I mean, yep, yep. So you imagine this: at one week from that injury, all I had was two bottles of Percocets and a lot of fucking alcohol, and I had to walk everywhere in Vegas with that boot on. And I wasn't even supposed to be in the boot; I was still supposed to be on crutches. Um, so I think that set me back a couple months. At least on rehab, that that trip Damn. that was four days, yeah. At least,
0: you know, I, I very rarely do I get injured when I'm warmed up, when I'm when I'm sparring, when I'm doing stuff. But you know what? I've gotten injured when I'm cold, when things are yep. just like. I had a similar injury uh, during during a move. I took a misstep down these steps and my foot twisted in. And everything bunched up. I mean, I it swelled oh. up really nasty. I mean, it was purple. When it got x-rays, everything in there was all was all fucking, it was all messed up. And uh, Doc said, look, you're going to have to just stay off the foot, wait until it, wait until it, it swelling goes down, and then just go to therapy, you know, for uh, X amount of time. you be being therapy, and you'll, you'll walk right again. So that's kind of the... The idea was let let the swelling come down, and then you go and you you roll, you know, a, a coke bottle under your, your foot for for fucking weeks until you're able. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the idea, right? Yeah, yep. But but see, if we're from from a you know, I just got here. We're from a little different culture, right? So, someone uh, I trust well says, "Why don't you go to this guy who massages the soccer players? He'll he'll have you right." And I go, "Really?" He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, man. He's a fucking massage guy." So. You gotta show up there at 6 a.m. No appointments. You gotta show up there at 6 a.m. You gotta be first in line, and the guy comes in like around seven. Come in, you 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 know you're you're in order by who arrives there. Uh, This is a house he does this at. He goes into a room. He puts stuff on. He actually prays in there, and then he puts you on the table. He um he basically what he did is I laid me down on the table, um, face down, and he grabbed my foot. He grabbed my ankle. You know, he grabbed like my my, my ankle where, where your Achilles tendon is, right? Right. That's yeah. up there with one hand, and then he grabbed my toes with the other hand, and then he just he just made my foot do the circular motion, just a circular motion that you should that your foot that you should be able to do with your foot right now. Just make a a circle with the tip of your toe, and obviously because everything in there was all fucked up, my foot didn't want to do it, so he had to force it. It made all kinds of fucking sounds. Crack, 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 crack. And then ah. he finally got my foot. He finally got it to where my my toe, my big toe could do a full circle. It was incredibly painful. during During the middle of this thing. I was about to say, look, I'll just walk crooked the rest of my life. Just cut it out. <laughs> just out. Like I'm kind of done, bro. But man, no, he had to. He had like this old fat, fat wife, right? She's like sitting on my back. It was, I'm serious. Like this dude from El Salvador, and um, and he did that. He just he just made sure that that my my toe could do the circular motion. Then he wrapped it up. And said no crutches because I went in there in crutches. He said no crutches. You you keep hanging your foot up like that, it'll it'll fall out of place again. No crutches, just put weight on it and walk really slow. No crutches, walk really slow on it. And he made me walk out of there. I, I went in there in crutches, rolled my foot hanging, walked out of there really slow. <laughs> you believe that shit? And then Amazing. once the swelling and once the swelling went down, I was fine. There was no no more therapy, no more. There, there wasn't rolling a coke bottle under my foot. It was fucking done. Once the swelling went down, it was over with. I was I was walking fine again. It's incredible, right?
1: Wow, man. I love it.
0: <laughs> See, I'm interviewing you and I told you a good story. So
1: no shit, I'm all about it. I <laughs> want to hear this. I love it.
0: So um, you know, one thing you and I were talking about was your uh so you got you have the gym there in uh in Iowa, correct? You 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 have a, a franchise gym that you're kind of moving out of or closing that chapter up. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yep. That's it. I'm working on it anyway, but yes, we, um, we franchised the gym from a a close friend of mine. He's got several, he started uh, his first one in 2010. And so we moved back to Iowa in 2018 and just kind of, I I got to the point where, you know, it was like, I want to go back there. I want a big yard. I want, a different kind of life now instead of all these big cities and these fucking houses on top of each other etc so when we came back part of the reason we came back was to franchise this chain and um what ended up happening was we were looking at certain cities well the city that we chose happens to be the fastest growing city in the state of iowa now we were able to get in there now i spent a year and a half getting dicked around and having deal after deal fall through. I don't know. Gee, are you into any sort of commercial real estate at all? or
0: Know a little bit about it. Not much. Haven't, haven't opened the gym like you have, of course.
1: Well, I'm used to regular real estate. My mom was a fucking realtor for 30 years. And my dad was an appraiser. And then at, at, as I got older, I started doing the home loan. So I know real estate inside and out. But I did not know commercial well. And it is really different rules. Different rules, man, whole different ball game. And we got, I mean, deal after deal after deal. So I said and 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 I blamed part of that on my realty company and the realtors because they were like, can't deliver, don't know how to close. I'm a fucking closer, right? and they they weren't. So I told Queenie, um, you know what, fuck this, I'm doing it myself. So what I did was go find my own friends that were builders, convinced them to build me, a $2.5 million building and lease it to me with an option to buy later. Cause I clearly can't buy it now, you know? And so that's what happened. So I basically had this built from the ground up instead of, you know, renting and leasing a building. This was my baby ground up.
0: That's a lot of work. Me. And that's a good move to make that deal happen to put the yeah. people together that, that would want to go through. And it's incredible. It's a good job.
1: It wasn't easy, and you know, me and Queenie built it from the ground up. So I take a lot of pride in in that aspect of it. I really do. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know,
0: it's just. And you it, built, it, it, you built it part part of it during the lockdowns and COVID, right? Part of the building caught you caught up with you then.
1: So here's here was here's what happened. We ha- they were building this through the winter, right? And COVID hit. When was it then? for us where they started locking shit down? It was like the end of March or yeah. middle of March or whatever, we were we were 10 days from opening when they shut everything down, okay? So thankfully, I hadn't taken the keys to the gym or actually signed the official lease yet, so I didn't get hit with rent or anything of the sort. I hadn't officially taken possession. Plus, these are my friends. They weren't going to fuck me anyway. So we opened July 1st, which was basically when they started open back up the, you know, everything, the gyms and stuff here. I know a lot of people had a long time where they were suffering. It was, it was only a couple months here. Um, I live in a red state too. So, you know, they're more open to no mass, no this, no that, that type of shit. Um, so yeah, we opened basically July 1st, we opened in the middle, like heart of the pandemic. So it couldn't have been a worse scenario to eat, to get a business started and going, you know um, in my lease, I worked out my first two months of rent free. So that, and then you basically what happens is they it's a 10 year lease on the building. And then they take that extra two months and slap it on the back end and give you two months free is basically how it goes. So right. I was, gotcha. I was, you know, I was able to build up a little bit of money, going into it and, and and bank that because it would have been tough man you know starting with zero because you, you you open a business like that you you have to be able to have the fun. it's a lot of funds you know that I yeah mean, for sure a, for sure yeah. it's a big commitment yeah you gotta buy the equipment you gotta do this you gotta do that i mean before you know it it's like holy fucking shit what just happened here you know
0: now was the uh, the franchise that you uh uh, you have one of these newer business models, which is the, the the fitness studio where people don't just sign up and come in and do their thing, but you actually are trying to get people to to um, let you guys put together programs for them, pay additional for coaching and privates and things like that, correct? Like the the newer kind of uh, fitness studios.
1: Yeah. and And that's the thing. It costs a lot more to belong there, but this is and this is not your, it's group fitness training, but it's not the group fitness. I think that one would assume because, you know, if you sign up at your regular gym, like in Vegas, uh, LBA, Las Vegas Athletic Club, you know, or. What I used uh, to go. Yeah, that's what I used yes, to Yeah, the best, the best 24 hour fitness, uh, Prairie or Lifetime, one of those. They have their group fitness classes in there, but you know, those are half ass and they're not. I real miss my twenty-four
0: on. hour gyms, man. Oh, I so miss the twenty-four hour gym. Do you really? There were some times where I couldn't, I couldn't get sleep, or you know, it was just a long day, and I was real frustrated. And I love going to to the gym at two a.m. and just hitting the bag until I until I was tired and go home
1: and go to bed. Okay, I I was confused. I thought you meant with twenty four hour fitness, like no, no, I mean just
0: just having availability twenty four oh. hours. Because ever since COVID, I I haven't none of my gyms that I've been to, not in Vegas or in New York, are for open for open twenty four hours like they used to. And uh, that used to be really convenient, have
1: just being able to go to the gym at whatever time. You know what I mean? It's just great. Do you remember when I first first moved to Vegas? Like, I think it was what twenty. 12 probably, but you remember, cause you, you know, we went to the Olympia and everything. So yep, I, I remember that LVAC. And the first time I actually, my day was so fucked up that I couldn't go to the gym. It was like two 30 in the morning and Queenie hadn't moved to Vegas yet. She was waiting for her job to transfer from Maui. And I remember calling her that late and I said, okay, I'm heading to the gym and she's like, what? You know, it was like two 33 in the morning. I said, yeah, I didn't get in there today. I can't. So I know what you're saying. I love that option. It just sucks right now because I I don't see anything 24 hours anywhere right now.
0: Rob nah, have been all. in the sauna at 2 a.m. at some gyms, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. I love that I
0: can, shit. <laughs> at 2 a.m. in the sauna, just like, oh, I can't I can't believe these motherfucking, uh, motherfucking manufacturers are late again. Fuck. is <laughs> you know, blowing steam at 2 a.m. So that I miss. I miss... You know, I miss using the gym as a second kind of bathroom. Like I used to go there and, and like take my good shower for the day, have all my soaps and all my shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was
0: just a good. Now you can't do that anymore, man. Everything's so fucked up.
1: I know. You know, the thing that I'm not going to get into this too much, but it's like, so what? You know, when stuff would close early and things during the pandemic, I used to always ask Queenie, i go, what the fuck? I said, so you're telling me after nine o'clock, the virus just gets worse. You know what I mean? Like, it's like fucking Dracula or something going on here. I mean, the the shit that gone on, I, ugh, I'll leave it alone. But that doesn't make sense to me for stuff to not be open. You know,
0: it's what I love about places like New York and Vegas is that 24 hour kind of around the clock availability, because, you know, I business owner work from home most of the time and yeah sometimes you you know you you change your schedule up sometimes there i might go two weeks where i only sleep three four hours a night i'm just that anxious about a project or waiting for the outcome of something and it's good to just have things opened all the time like i really yes. really enjoy that and ever since i mean it got taken away from us man so what is um so you're moving on from the gym you're you're getting the fuck out of there would it would it would, would Kind of brought that decision about, and what is what is the next move for for Mr. Dylan Jamelli now that you're you're closing up shop in the gym and, and you're going through the sale of it now, correct?
1: We're working on it. I mean, we've had some flaky things happen lately that I'm kind of not happy about in terms of the um, uh, the the loan not going through or the bank approval is not, but we there's a ton of interest, so I, I don't think we're gonna have trouble. Um, but you know how the, those size transactions people are so fucking flaky, man.
0: Yeah, so let, let me ask you this. So you've had the gym, has anybody recognized you from your following on YouTube? Has anybody said, Hey Dylan, you got some SARMs
1: from <laughs>
0: from any of any of you members at the gym, or has any or have you I mean how how's that been like?
1: You know, I, I make it pretty clear um, to people not to ask me for shit like that. I don't sell those. I don't, I, I recommend you where to go buy them, you know, but people do ask me and I've had people in the gym that have either seen my YouTube before or after they, you know, join the gym and they, everybody looks everybody's fucking name up anymore. That's just what people Oh yeah. Do. Everybody does that. Of course. Yeah. So, and I guess I don't really do that. And so it's, it always catches me off, but I realize that most people do do that. So, um, so they. I haven't, so, so, yeah. so, so
0: the people going to the gym will sometimes recognize, you. I mean, what kind of crowd was going to your gym? If, you, if it's a fitness studio, I, I'm thinking it's probably just like, you know, soccer moms and, and bot and dad bots, right?
1: There's, you know what, man, see, the thing is, is this particular gym has gotten so popular here, like, okay. in next month we're having uh, a kid's thing, you know, for six weeks. And, There's a lot of athletes in high school and college come in there to train as well, just getting ready for their sports or, you know, in between seasons. And it's it's not, yes, what you're saying is correct. That's the majority, but there's probably it would probably catch you off guard if you sat there and saw some of the different types of people that do come in there. You know, we take everybody. I, I want you know how it is. You always like new people so you can mold them and teach them and you know,
0: very rewarding to see somebody make their gains, somebody lose oh, fat. Man. Yeah. Big time. I... A lot of uh, people trying to get ready for weddings and, and a special events, graduations. It's always cool to help somebody get there and teach them the skills to, to do it over and over again. Yeah.
1: Yes. I And, you know, we take a lot, a lot of pride in those transformations. And it, it's, a, I mean, it the name says in our name Transformation Center. And, you know, We have the things up everywhere and you can see it on Facebook. It's amazing. I mean, the, the transformations that you see when you're seeing it in person, it's different than when you're seeing somebody online. I've
0: seen the pictures on, on, on your social. Yeah. I follow you
1: guys. Yes. And you know, you know what the in-body machine is. Don't you? I mean, I'm sure you do. uh, The one you stand on with the handles and shit for your, for your, yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So anybody that's listening now that doesn't know what that is, I mean, that is basically, supposedly, supposed to be the next best thing to test your body fat other than the, you know, going underwater, and the hydrostatic and all that, right? So this is supposedly, I mean, this is a 10, not quite a $10,000 piece of equipment, but almost. Get in there, getting there. Yeah, it's up there. It's not cheap. And, you know, it does your body fat, your bad. I mean, we do this huge printout for everybody. It's two pages. And, you know, we measure that. And when I see people dropping like 15, 20% body fat, that's fucking sweet. I mean, that's badass to see that. You now, granted, they people come in and they're brand new, or they've gotten let themselves go or whatever, so they can lose that. But to see them do it and watch them and to see the health grow, the glow, the happiness, the joy, you can just, you see it, man. And you feel it in person. I coached a ton of people online and that's the best feeling. I save all those emails for years, but seeing it in person is different, man. It's just not
0: not, not Dylan. Imagine the machine, imagine the fitness center, but it's not in Iowa, somewhere outside of the U S people can fly it, get their cycles done. Get their arms, get their work. <laughs> we should, we should get this happen, bro. Get all their shit, be like, like, a like steroid camp.
1: <laughs> oh man,
0: that <laughs> they, would they that be a dream? Yeah, they do something like that in Kuwait now to Oxygen Gym and stuff. You just go there, go there, focus on training, get your blood get your body fat test and get your cycle up?
1: You know, any place that that was actually legal, we, we could go there and uh, name recognition and, and whatever. I bet you we could make millions. Did Just it, millions.
0: We, we'll, we'll be recording the podcast from there. Saying that. Yes. You know how, remember, UFC had Fight Island. We'll have steroid island. <laughs> We'll, we'll let people fire this stuff. Well, you know, we we gotta we, let, let's do this. Let's figure out what would be a good, friendly country to to do this. Not too far,
1: dude. I if if that was if there if that existed, and it was totally <laughs> cool, and I know I wasn't getting in trouble, I would be there tomorrow. <laughs>
0: That'd be kind of fun, man. We get a it, it, thought about something like that. Yeah, I think uh, they they used to do something similar to that to that in Kuwait, and um there's some places like you go and and Colombia, even Medellin, Bogota work. you could train. I'd,
1: I'd be fine with Colombia, but let's yeah. stay out of the Middle East, brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little too far, right? Yeah, we, You know, you should come down to Colombia. Colombia's a good time, man. Columbia's I would really love you. Colombia's really, really good. You got to wait until the wife goes uh, goes visit the relatives or something. To just come Yeah,
1: she's going to go see her son <laughs> in Japan at some time so that I'm, you know, I'm not going. <laughs> but let so... her listen to this podcast, though. Have a skip this <laughs> I'm gonna skip this one. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and yeah, oh, man, it'd be
0: good. T- how how long um how long have you been married for now?
1: We've been married since July of 2015, but we've been together since um, 2012.
0: 2012.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: So Yeah, it's a good it's a good. T- you guys got together as adults. Usually works out way better like like
1: that. When you yeah. I mean, together. shit. I was. I, I I know that a lot of if you see her. She, she doesn't look older than me, but she is five years older than me, actually. But she never drank, never smoked, never none of that. So she is, and she's Asian. So she's got everything going for her. You know?
0: I'm, I'm about to say something at the danger of getting canceled. Or, but fuck it. You know, Asians <laughs> age well. I mean, that's just the reality. Asians age well.
1: Fucking fact, bro. It's a fucking fact. I mean, I've watched it. I've, not only do I have a ton of Asian friends, but I have a fucking Asian wife. So I, I I see it you know daily that that's a hundred percent fact and she would walk in here and tell you that's a fact
0: yeah, you know they they do they age well so is she um is she like does she she still very much like very culturally a lot like she is from her home country or is she more like Americanized would you say.
1: Well, after living with me for this long, she talks like me. She thinks like me. I mean, yeah, so she... but
0: yeah, but you mean for women from you know, women have a different way of treating their their hobbies.
1: Oh their... yeah, I mean, well, she's she's she is absolute gold, and I, when I I'm more like platinum, I can't say.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. I know exactly. You know,
1: and she's um she's from the Philippines, so Filipino culture. So they you know they're taught different. They they are. Uh, they just go about it different. I'm not good or they bad. Really they
0: do go about treating their husbands differently for sure, for sure.
1: They do. And you know what man, like I the older I've gotten, I've learned to always admit when I'm wrong and and whatever and she is the complete and utter opposite of me in terms of like she's more kind of proper more of this and i'm just like cuss a lot i'm i i bend the, the rules i don't break them but i'll bend you know that type of shit push it but don't push it yep. too far where she's just like don't do that yep, but it's yep. good for me it's 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 like a breath of fresh air because it's like my conscience says these things to me but i fight it but then the person's saying it to me at the same time so then i've calmed down like i've gone from a 10 to a three you know it's 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 good and that's it's helped a lot,
0: yeah. When somebody's personality matches up with your own, you kind of tend to, you know, if you, if you like, you were saying you it, you have that high energy, she helps you calm down. It it tends to happen that way. Is she yeah. the first uh Asian girl you've dated, or do you have a
1: Asian no, girl? no? I've I've I had in the past, but not like her ever it's lived completely... with a chick before her. Huh? No, 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 this no, is the first not. one you live with. Yeah, I mean, I've done weekends and like weeks at a time, but never like full term. No, no, I I was, brother. we we'll, will we'll tell it alone, you what,
0: man. Asian women keep a nice house. Know how to keep do. a happy husband, man.
1: They really, do, hey, they're devoted. <laughs> she has a full day once a week, and it's dedicated to nothing but cleaning the fucking house, and I mean top to bottom, and that's on her. She wants to do it. I've offered to have people do it um whatever and she's not No, they bring the bad it. energy.
0: Yeah, they bring people bring that bad energy. She's got to do it herself. Keep that good energy. Her house on her own. That's the culture. That's it.
1: Man, I'm telling you. I <laughs>
0: It's great, isn't it?
1: It is. Hey,
0: so so I've gravitated we... towards towards dating, you know, Colombian women mostly because I do like some of like that that uh back home culture, that old school. Culture. Yes. You yes. know, I like that. I like that shit. The the at least Colombian women, they're uh When they got you, they're always trying to keep you, trying uh, or worried that you might stray or that you might look elsewhere. If they're not, if they're not at their best with you, at least that's kind of what the culture teaches, and and it and it motivates you as a man to perform more for them and be better for them. You know, maybe some women listening might say, "Oh, you want women to be, you know, you chauvinistic." No, you know, when you see your your lady. Trying to please you that way and trying to do all of that for you, man, it motivates you to step the fuck up and like be something for her and return too, and it becomes something very reciprocal, something very something really. I mean, I, it's I don't know. It motivates you when you see her kind of, you know, she she's trying to trying to keep a good home for her man, kind of right. That that shit is cool, isn't it,
1: bro? That you, I, I literally, that's a million percent spot on. It, it, it's a guarantee. fucking tea every because I'll like sometimes I'll go to bed and think man I didn't I I said I said something shitty to her or I said something you know I, or it was short or whatever and it bothers me and I never want to do like I've never been like this before where anytime I do anything that I feel is even questionable I feel like the biggest piece of shit and like I do whatever I can to fix it I always want to try to make sure that she's just laughing every day You know, people say, oh, I want to make you happy. No, I'm trying to make you laugh, make you feel some joy, not just make you happy. You know, I I mean, I really make an effort every day. I never go to bed without telling her I love her, not once, even if we're arguing or have gotten into it. I get over stuff in five or 10 minutes. I'm not one of those. I mean, and it's because of her. You know what I mean? She made me that way, not forced me, but that's what I wanted to become because I was never that way. Not like this, you know. So yeah, I'm I think I think we,
0: we probably better change subjects, man. you have a bunch of guys divorcing their wives, trying to find a <laughs> you know wife. Or <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> but uh, no, it, I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, it it um, I mean, it's just a different culture, and and some of us that are built that way to be reciprocal. When you see your girl trying to do all of that for you, that's you know, it it clicks right in. You know, it it, it clicks because kind of the same way too you know if if i say the wrong thing or if i overreact to something and she's still being loving she's still being caring uh towards me i feel like shit, then now i gotta come yeah. come back and say something and it's kind of like you know the culture kind of teaches that to have that kind of harmony and if you're significant to other overreacts don't you don't have to be quick to defend yourself and let them know how you feel about it just show the fuck out and let him let him simmer on that for a minute let him think about that shit and you know guys like us we simmer on it we think about it like "Ah, it's kind of fucked up i should have said it that way i shouldn't i shouldn't have done it that way i should have done it then you come back and and you know it'd be a different dynamic if she feels as though like hey he's got a bad temper he said something in a way he shouldn't have i need to just now explain to him exactly the way i felt and he needs to hear me you know then it, it changes the dynamic of things they don't give you a chance to feel like shit and come back and apologize. Now it becomes a, (laughs) it becomes a conversation about, uh, you know, proper ways of dealing with your feelings and bullshit like that. And sometimes it's just cool is just shut the fuck up and let things kind of ride out and see what happens. Right. And, Oh yeah. And they, I don't know, these, uh, some of these girls from the Philippines, from, you know, South America, they just, some, some of them know how to do that. Not all of them. (laughs) <laughs> most of them, most of them 100%. know how to do that
1: at least. I'm with you, man, hundred percent. We're talking the same language.
0: So, so let's get um, let's get on some more anabolic talk here, because I'm sure uh, yeah, like, so we're sitting, we're going around talking about gyms, talking about women. So, uh, so SARMs, man. So, uh, me and Steve did a whole show on SARMs and different, um, I should say, different performance enhancing drugs and. What kind of cycle you would give to someone who's a beginner, who's an intermediate, or who's an advanced guy for either cutting, bulking, or recomp? So now that I got you here on this uh, on this podcast, I wanted to have you go through it with me. I'll, I'll lead you along the way. So basically, yeah. your uh, your cycle. Um, we ended up starting off with just doing one compound, then two, then three. Just say, let's do three compounds. So let's say three compound cycle. All right. It could be SARMs, could be steroids, peptides, whatever. For a beginner guy trying to cut, for a more intermediate guy who's done a few cycles, been in the game for a while, trying to cut. And someone who's just very advanced, maybe uh, someone who might have been to a couple of shows, a couple of competitions, somebody who's at that level. What would you think cutting cycle, uh, just three compounds when limited to three? Three things. It doesn't count auxiliaries. You, you got to throw some Novadex or and It doesn't count. We're only talking about PDs. Would right. be three, three stack for each of those guys? I'll lead you along the way with the other ones.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, let's just say for a beginner, they're like 28, 29 years old, right? And we're just trying to get them cutting. They never ran anything. Uh, I... I I know some people are not going to like this and some people are going to love it, but I generally, unless somebody's wanting to go super hardcore to jump, I I think it's smart. I mean, you want longevity here. You don't want to just blast as many steroids as you can right off the bat. So I always like people to start with SARMs first and then get your, your feet wet, get used to some mild suppression and some small side effects, nothing crazy. Get going, get then that's gonna propel you to get to a little bit better condition at a more rapid accelerated rate as long as you're doing what you're supposed to, and then go into it after you've already had a little bit of enhancement, then go into a anabolic cycle, right? There's no motive there other than yeah. getting you in the right direction and easing into it because it's not a race. This is not any sort of sprint. This is a lifelong marathon we're trying to do here, right? So, Yep, there's yep. no rush. So uh, for cutting and, and and an initial stack, I generally either go the the original Sarm's triple stack, Carterine GW uh, S4 and Osterin MK2866. Now, if we're just if we want to just cut cut cut, I'll drop the Osterin and pop in SR9009, and there you go. There's three compounds first cycle, boom.
0: Quick, quick, quick question. Quick question. I don't mean to confuse you real quick, but S4. All right, guys. So that was part one of the second Dylan Jamelli interview. Join us next week for part two of the second Dylan Jamelli interview, where we go more into SARMs, steroids, and some of the stuff that you guys want to hear. See you here next week.